Hey, real quick, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming conference that you might be interested in attending. It's the Joy in the Home Marriage and Family Conference featuring Todd as the guest speaker. It takes place Saturday, September 17th at Foothills Community Church in Marble Hill, Georgia. Hey, that's my church. The conference will start at 5.30 p.m. with dinner provided just prior to the conference at 4.30 p.m. by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I told him to do that just to get up Todd's nose. So if you live in the North Georgia area or you just want to make the drive, make your plans now to attend on Saturday, September the 17th by going to foothillscommunitychurch.org to get all of the details and your tickets. We can't wait to see you. And now, our British friend. Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari. You're a Ferrari too. When God made you, he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching. And the legacy has been tragic. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Good day, mate. Or as they say in Australia, G'day, mate. <laughs> it's Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. We're here at Georgia Tech with a bunch of Aussie boys who apparently are independently wealthy and can take a lot of time off to travel from Australia, spend a month here traveling around the country, witnessing to people on campuses. We're going to talk to the other mates in just a bit. But right now, I'm walking with Josh. All right, now you... Actually, this is what you do all day. You go out and you witness to people and you do open air preaching, right? That's basically what I do. All right. Now, we are here in the U.S. of A, not in Australia, so it's a little bit different than it is there, correct? Uh, just a little bit. All right. Now, here's here's what we want to try to do. I'm just going to walk and tag along with you. There's kids everywhere at Georgia Tech today. All right. Now, I got to tell you, there's certain things that I look for when I've got this many choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just hundreds of kids walking around right now. I'm going to look for somebody who just looks like they're friendly, they're a little bit more open to things, they don't look like they're in a hurry. Are you sizing yeah. them up that way, too? Uh, yeah, you assess it as you look, walk around. and uh, you, you, see, you assess it, you look uh-huh. around, and Sorry. you see what happens. By the way, how was my Australian accent? Terrible. Really? Yeah. You could tell. It sounded a bit more British. <laughs> <laughs> now the Brits are mad. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to try to follow you around. Yep. Why don't you tell me what, you're, what are you looking for, who are you going for, and we'll see if we can get them to talk to you. I'll probably look, look for someone who's walking a little bit more slower, hanging around. Looks a bit boring. Okay, like, okay, well, find somebody. I'm man. To, but everyone's going the other way. Excuse me, mate. Hey, good day. My name's Josh. Hello. Australia. Yeah, mate, we're doing radio interviews here on campus today. Okay. Can we have a couple of minutes of time? Quick. Uh, sure. Quick I, got, uh, I got three minutes. Three um, minutes. We can walk and talk. Okay, How's that's that fine. That's fine. Well, mate, what we're doing, we're doing, uh, you know, Christian radio, uh-huh. being in the Bible Belt, and being from Australia, it's kind of a bit of a different culture for me. Yeah. So, one, do you have any sort of religious background or Christian? I'm background? a pastor, actually. You're a pastor. Yes. Excellent. Wow. Where do you pastor at? Uh, Grace Lutheran Church. Grace Lutheran Church. In the Virginia Highlands, east of Atlanta. Oh, there you go. So I come from Australia as a Christian preacher, and the first person I speak to is a pastor. Wow. (laughs) Well, maybe you can give a quick clarification for myself and also the people listening. What is the gospel? The gospel, uh, that we are saved by grace, the grace of God, uh, through faith alone in the work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who lived for us. Lived the life that we couldn't live, died for us, died the death that we deserved, and rose again from the dead, and is coming again to restore creation. Sounds pretty good. So how do I partake in the forgiveness of sins? Uh, you believe. Believe? Do I have to repent? Sure, you have to repent. So That's what, part of believing. Yep. So what does repent mean? 
Repent means to renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. So turn away from your dead end road. So turn from sins and trust that Jesus died upon the cross Correct. of sinners and rose again from the dead. That's right. Excellent. Well, I see so. it looks like we agree. We agree. <laughs> wow, this is almost like ecumenism right here because you're not Lutheran, are you? Yeah. Baptist okay. and a Lutheran. Look at that. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. Thanks very much, sir. You bet. All right. See you. Goodbye. Yeah. What are you studying here? I teach Chinese. Really? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well. Say, okay, okay. Say, say, uh, uh, you're listening to Wretched Radio in Chinese. Oh, I don't know how to say it. Wretched Radio? Yeah. Wretched. Like, what a wretched man I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am a Wretched radio. Uh, radio is just a That's not right. It's not right. Yeah, I know Chinese. It's a, that's it's, not right. It's not right. It's yeah. close enough. Yeah. Okay, well, you got the gospel right. Good enough. That's fine. Yeah, we'll let you go on the wretched radio. See you, sir. <laughs> okay. Thanks very Bye. much. <laughs> wow, what are, what are the odds of that happening? And a, Luther, a Lutheran pastor to boot. So now one of the things that I noticed even talking to this fellow, I would have picked up that he was a Lutheran straight away. Uh, and, and only because, and this is not by any, not even sort of wrong or heretical, very big emphasis on faith alone. Yeah. Yes, repentance, but it's just usually faith. And then it's, it's woven in there, which is right, but they usually don't use those words. And grace is a big thing. Yeah, definitely Lutherans. when it comes to Lutherans. Grace and faith. So yeah, so it's a very strong Lutheran tradition. Very strong. And well, it's, biblical it's, tradition. it's not a bad one. No, it's is not. It? All right. Want to let you know, we are here at Georgia Tech, and the kids are mostly every place. Do you hear what Josh is trying to do, though, with the Australian accent? He's using it to just get in, to use it as an opportunity to just break the ice. Now, maybe you don't have an Australian accent. Chances are you don't. What do you have? What is your thing? What is an angle? What is a perspective? What is a way that you, if you are out on the streets, you're riding the bus, you're at work, that you can use that's a part of your personality to actually witness to somebody? Take the time to think it out. Just think about what it is that makes you comfortable to be able to do or say, because really one of the most difficult things in a witness encounter is just springing from the natural to the spiritual. And I think you should get there as fast as you possibly can, but that's almost always the toughest part of a conversation. Would you agree with that, Josh, that get, going from, hey, it's a nice day, the trains are running on time, are you going to heaven or hell? Uh, it's very hard to uh, make that transition, but that's why gospel tracts are so important. You can give it to someone, introduce what the subject is, and off you go. Let me let me do this. There's a young lady here who I think is from China. On the back of her T-shirt, it says Bible Crusade. Hello, young lady. May I ask you a question on radio, what you're doing here? I'm, I'm witnessing for Grand Conference. There's a conference coming, right? Yes. And what is, the, what is the point of the conference? What do you hope will happen there? Uh, many people receive salvation. That many people would receive salvation yeah. through the conference. Okay. I happen to be a Buddhist. Do I need to receive salvation? Yes, of course, because Jesus came here for all of the words for our sin. Okay. Are you ca- uh, so I'm a sinner? If you uh, don't receive a salvation, yes, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. And so what will happen to me? I'm a good Buddhist. What will happen to me when I die? If I, uh, it doesn't matter if you're Buddhist, you're Catholic, but if you 
Don't receive salvation. Uh, you cannot go to heaven. How do I receive salvation? Sorry, I can't English very well, but you through Jesus and then through Bible and through words, and you can receive a salvation. Okay, now I looked inside of your, your, your pamphlet here, and right on the, the secret of forgiveness and being born again is what the conference says. The greatest gift of God is the forgiveness of sin, singular. And then on the inside, it uses the word repent mm-hmm. and believe. Mm-hmm. Is that what I must do to receive salvation? Yes. Yes? What does it mean to repent? Repentance is like uh, just to separated from God, and then like this. Sorry, I cannot English very well. You're doing just fine. Well, thanks for chatting with me. I appreciate it very much. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry about I cannot speak. English. You did just fine. Okay, thank you very much. All right, very nice young lady. Oh, hi there. I've got a question for you. You're handing out the information for the crusade, correct? All right. Yeah, uh, it says on the front here, the secret of forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin and being born again. Yeah. What must I do to be born again? Uh, born again is uh, God's promise and present. So, if you believe God, uh, you can receive born again and uh, you can receive grace and receive receive everything. So, what's it, everything? Uh, maybe uh, grace and faith and born again and uh, salvation do you know salvation do I need to repent uh, yeah repent yeah also repent yeah. what does it mean to repent repent uh, I'm sorry I speak English so little so yeah. okay you're doing I just cannot, fine yeah, I cannot explain but I know it's repent yeah what does it mean uh, I'm very dirty uh, if, uh, if for, for example, uh, I'm very dirty, I'm very uh, lustful, I'm very, uh, cannot do everything. So, uh, that, uh, that situation, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, You're dirty and you need to have your sins forgiven. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, right. Okay, and you need to say you're sorry. Do you say, I'm sorry, God, I sinned? No, but, yeah, I'm sorry, but, God, but, but, yeah. Do you know John chapter 3? Uh, 16. Yeah, 16. God loves world, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, but, right, right. We, we, we do, we do, we do commit sin, right? Mm-hmm. But God love God, uh, God love us. So, it's okay. God He sent, he, he sent yeah. his son. Got it. John 3.16. Thank you very much for talking with me. Yeah. All right. right. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I, I, I got I, 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 Some of the literature, because it's from Chinese to English, I can't really get a handle on what it's all about. There's some stuff in there that's written strange, but it could just be the translation that's involved. I don't know if it's a cult, frankly, for that matter. But here's what I do know. Two young people who can barely speak the English language, apparently have some sort of compassion in their heart that they're out on a campus witnessing to people, actually sharing their faith with people, and they can hardly get the words out. 
got to tell you, that's pretty convicting. Now, when we come back, you will hear from some other fellows, because I think this is going splendidly well, wouldn't you agree, who have a bit of an English problem. They're from Australia. Three gentlemen, three blokes who are in Atlanta are going to be witnessing to people, well, we hope, (laughs) at Georgia Tech. It's Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this... Groovy. Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized, and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life, and yet the preborn centers continue to open support organizations like preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today offering free loving christ-centered alternatives to these young women be part of the solution please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched hello and gracias that means thank you in Spanish for our unolingual listeners. Gracias for listening to Wretched Radio today, where you learn all kinds of things. And another place you're able to learn stuff, the Wretched website. That's right. Wretched.org is full of amazing content, like each full 30-minute TV episode, our full daily radio episodes. You can also use the nifty search bar to find hundreds of topics that have been discussed on either radio or TV. The Wretched store is there, too, and it's loaded with over 40 resources, all produced with the help of our gospel partners. If you're already an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner, thank you. Your efforts and support have helped us reach millions of people with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully and thoughtfully consider becoming one? You can find answers to virtually any question you have about becoming a gospel partner at wretched.org slash donate. Or you can text the word Wretched to 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Books of the Bible The book of Joshua tells of the conquest and division of the promised land. There are two consistent themes in Joshua, God's faithfulness and his aversion to unfaithfulness. When you wonder how committed God is to his people or doubt the seriousness of idolatry, let Joshua remind you that your God is a jealous God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Oop, got a scoot. It's Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. Our mate, 
Josh from Australia is here with us at Georgia Tech, along with Heath and Joel. We'll hear from them in a bit, but he's found somebody that's willing to talk to us on the radio. Hello. How do you do? Good, good. Can I just sit and listen to you guys talk for a minute? Sure. Far out. Don't mind. Well, this is Man, and can you tell listeners what you actually are studying here at Georgia Tech? Uh, nuclear engineering. Nuclear engineering. Now, what's that entail? What's, what's that all about? Uh, just how to run a power plant, basically. Okay, nuclear so smart person stuff. <laughs> Okay. Mate, uh, I said we we're going to talk about spirituality, morals, religions, etc. Right. Do you have any sort of religious background? I'm Hindu. You're a Hindu? Yeah. Now, quickly, what, what does, in a nutshell, what does Hinduism teach and what does Hinduism believe? Well, um, you know, there's a, many, many different denominations, I guess you could call it. But, you know, I have my own personal take on it. And that's basically, you know, it's a lot less ritualistic for me. And it's just like, you know, there's a God and... You should be devoted to him. And, you know, we have just a few things about how to obtain salvation, and that's about it. Okay, now you said there is a God and different things on how to obtain salvation. What happens after death, and how do you obtain salvation? For Hindus, the main goal is, you know, for salva- to get salvation. And then once you... That's called moksha. And um, after death, like, if you... If, if your soul isn't liberated, then basically it's doomed to stay on earth. Until you do obtain salvation, and so then when how you do you obtain, obtain salvation, and how do you get your soul liberated? You're supposed to like, like there's like I haven't read up too much on it, but you basically want to detach yourself from like desire and um, uh, you know it's like action without care for the reward kind of thing. It's like you're supposed to detach yourself totally from whether something good happens or something bad happens. You should have the same reaction. Okay, so you have to do a way of desire, not to desire things. Right. But don't you desire to be liberated and saved? I don't think it's anything. I think the goal is to be liberated. Like it, it happens. Like you desire to be liberated, but when you, you, you're only gonna. It's kind of like a paradox. You're only gonna be liberated when you don't desire it. But if you desire to be liberated, you can't be liberated. Theoretically, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of a big circular system. This yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, I'm from Australia, and I've been told this is the Bible Belt here in Georgia. Okay, well, Christianity, people profess Christianity all the time. Oh, yeah. What do you know about Christianity? What do you think about the Christian faith? Uh, what do I know about it? Yeah, what do Christians believe in your that, understanding? Well, there's there's one and only God. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for our sins. And if you accept that those two facts, then you can get into heaven, basically. Okay, yeah, Christianity teaches only one true God. It teaches there's many false gods, but there's only one true God who created the heavens and the earth and created the people of the earth. Right. Now, you said Jesus died for sin. Do you know what sin is? Died for our sins, I yep, think. but do yeah. you know what sin is? I, uh, I feel like I have a grasp of it. I, can't, I don't think I can define it, though. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's define it really quickly. The Bible defines sin as breaking of God's law. Now, have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Ten commandments yeah, you heard them? Could, yeah. Now, how many of those Ten Commandments can you name? Thou shalt not steal... Uh, shall not covet. Shall not. Um, I'll give you a hint. Respect your parents. Of them. Yep. Um, oh yeah, covet thy neighbor's wife. That's oh, you've that got that one. Yeah. You got three. That's not bad. Yeah, I can name a little more. I said steal, right? Yep. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not kill. Um, give up. Believe it or not, you're probably better than most Christians. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's look at those ten commandments to see if you have sinned against God. Now, mate, the ninth commandment says you shall not lie. Have you ever told a lie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do you call someone I've who tells done lies? Most of them. You broke. I broke all ten. Okay. So if someone lies, what are they called? 
A liar? A liar. Well done. Eighth commandment says you shall not steal. Have you ever stolen something? Actually, I haven't stolen something, no. Even something small? Maybe something small. I guess. Not that I can really recollect. Have you ever burnt CDs or DVDs or downloaded illegal MP3s? Yeah. Yep, that's theft. Yeah. So what do you call someone who steals? A thief. A thief, okay. Now, the seventh of the Ten Commandments says you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus said, if you even look upon someone who is not your husband or wife with lustful intent, that is looking upon them with sexual desire, you've committed adultery already in your heart. Now, have you ever looked upon a woman with sexual desire? One who's not your wife? Yes. Yeah, so you're typical male. Yeah. All right, mate. Have you ever murdered anyone? No. This isn't one of the lies you tell all the time, is it? Uh-uh. Okay, that's good. Have you hated somebody? Well, isn't it thou shalt not kill? Does it say, it's, is it thou shalt not kill another human? Or is yeah. it just thou shalt not kill? Okay, in the context, it's talking about don't murder, don't take innocent blood. But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says if you hate someone, if you have thoughts of hatred, then in the eyes of God, you're guilty of murder already in your heart. Okay. Have you ever hated somebody in your life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you've murdered. <laughs> now, let's look at one more commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Have you ever used God's name as a curse word? I said, oh, my GD, or use the name of Jesus Christ without the respect it deserves. Have I said, oh, my God? Yeah. Yeah, I've said, oh, my God before. Okay, that's called blasphemy, mate. And the Bible says God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So we just looked at five of the Ten Commandments. You admit to being a lying, thieving, blaspheming, murderous adulterer at heart. Now, I'm if, guessing I've done all ten. If <laughs> Yeah, well, the Bible says if you keep every bit of the law, you break it just once, you're guilty of breaking it all. So, mate, if God was to judge you by the Ten Commandments, if the only true God was to call you right now to give an account of all your sins, would you be innocent or guilty of breaking the law? I guess if it was by the Ten Commandments, probably guilty. Do you think a just God, a good God, must punish wrongdoing? That's I've thought about that too, too long and I still have no answer. Yeah. Well, think about this. If I break the law here in Atlanta, okay, and the police will arrest me and a judge must punish me for breaking the law, correct? And the Bible describes God as being a just judge. So God must punish wrongdoing. Yes? See, I don't, I don't know. I told you, I, I don't know if you should punish people or if you just should try to make them better. Okay. Well, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that the punishment for our sin is death. We die physically because of our sin and we'll die spiritually and eternally in hell because of our rebellion against God. Okay. But did you know God is also good and loving and merciful? Have you heard that before? I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how God shows love? towards his people no idea okay you mentioned it before see 2000 years ago God himself Jesus Christ came to this earth to save his people from their sins he died in the place of sinners and three days later he arose again from the dead defeating sin and death you see we deserve to die because of our sin but Jesus died in the place of his people and three days later he conquered sin and death and arose again from the grave so that if you would repent, that is turn from your sin and trust that Jesus died for you and that he arose again, all your sins will be forgiven. It, let me summarize quickly, okay? It's like we break the law, a fine has been put upon us, a penalty for our crime is put upon us. Right. But Jesus Christ paid that penalty so we can go free if we receive it. So that's the only hope of heaven, the only hope of salvation, mate. We are to desire the things of God. We should seek after God and beg God to show mercy towards us and to repent of our sin and trust in Christ. Mate, do you have a Bible? Uh, I might. Mate, I, don't, I can't recall. If I give you a Gospel of John, okay, it's a little bit about the life of Jesus Christ. Would you read it and think about the claims of Christ? Yeah, I would read it. <laughs> okay, I want to give you one, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me because it is very important that you think about what's going to happen to you when you die. And as Jesus said, Jesus said he is the only way to God. He's the only way to heaven. Right. And he's the only hope for forgiveness of sin. So you must turn from your sin 
and trust in Christ alone. Thank you very much for talking, mate. No problem. I'll give you a Gospel of John and have a read of it, please. Sure. Okay, well. <laughs> All right, while this little transaction is taking place, I want to follow up with this young man. Ooh, this is this is fun for me to get to do. <laughs> I get to sit and listen. And now, and this is why I think going out in twos is a wise thing. Another person now who's just been the innocent bystander can do a little test. What did you hear? What did you think of that? So let me just do a little follow-up now and just, and just see what they understand. Excellent. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Hey, dude, I want to talk to you while you're walking. All right? Okay. Without you. No worries. All right. Tell me your first name again. It's Manan. Manan. Yeah. What does it mean? To think in deep thought. Well, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because you're kind of a deep thinker, aren't you? Uh, not, not not too much. Actually, I think you are. I can tell. You've pondered some of these things before, haven't I you? I have, yeah. 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 Because death is kind of an awesome thought, isn't it? Awesome in a bad way, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a scary thought to us. Okay, yeah. now that guy was a complete stranger. You didn't, you've never met him before, right? Nope. He talked to you about some pretty personal things. How do you respond to that? I, I mean, he was, he was polite. Like, I, I don't mind listening. Okay, tell me, give me a summary of what he just said to you. Uh... He said, Jesus died for our sins. The only way to God is through Jesus. And then he also told me like the Ten Commandments and basically convinced me I've broken all of them. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Okay, now that's pretty radically different from Hinduism, though, isn't it? Not so much at the foundation, but like, you know, when you, when you like build it out, it gets really different. I haven't gonna, thought I'm gonna about it. I'm going to put it in kind of, a, kind of a flat way. So do you think that you are divine, that you are God? I haven't thought of it that way, really. But I think a lot of the stuff that Hinduism tells you to do, like a lot of the, like a lot of the pra- like the, a lot of the ways they tell you to approach life, logically makes sense to me. Okay. So. But now what he said though, says that Brahman is false, Vishnu, Shiva, all of the other three hundred and thirty million emanations of Brahman in Hinduism, are all false, and Jesus is the only true God. Right. That's pretty radical. It's pretty radical, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind listening to it, though, since I'm, you know, thinking about it usually. Hey, read that book that he gave to you, okay? No, I will, for sure. All right, shake my hand. You're a oh, gentleman. Thanks. What you're was your deep, name? You're a deep thinker. I'm Todd. Todd, okay. It means not deep thinker. <laughs> All right, man? Hey, thanks for the chat. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. Completely different from one another. He's got a lot to think about, and he's got a gospel of John in his hand. Pray for him. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. So, I'm sure most of you know by now, Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians have transitioned. They've become the Cleveland Guardians. Why? Well, because after years of pressure from activist groups, they caved. But the result... It doesn't seem it's been what they'd hoped for. Local TV ratings have dropped 30%, and game attendance has fallen from an average of 21,450 fans a game to now just 15,000 this year. And to be fair, attendance is down across the entire league, 6.5%. The Indians, however, are down 30%. And the cliché saying continues to hold up, becoming woke will eventually make you broke. Her name is Britta Filter, and she is the Queen of New York! Yes! 
What you're hearing here is the introduction of and standing ovation for a drag queen in an Episcopalian building. A building because I don't think we're actually supposed to refer to them as a church anymore. This was back in April and it gets so much worse. This didn't just take place in an Episcopalian building, but at an Episcopalian school during what they termed Pride Chapel. In a TikTok video about his special appearance, this drag dude said, quote, I literally went to church to teach the children today. So, as we've established, he did not go to church, and he didn't teach children. What he did was play his part in brainwashing or grooming the kids. And here's a, I guess uneducated is the word to use, an uneducated tweet. In case you missed it, it's from Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She said last Friday, quote, abortion is still legal in Michigan, and I'll never stop fighting to keep it that way for my kids, your kids, and the future of our great state. I don't think I miss what you think I miss. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. If you fight to keep murdering babies legal, there will be no future for your state, Governor Whitmer. But I'm not going to just only pick on the state of Michigan. I'm fair and equitable, if you haven't realized that by now. So let's also discuss the city of Chicago. The Chicago Department of Public Health recently tweeted to Chicago residents and Lollapalooza fans that, quote, Fentanyl is a strong opiate that can easily cause overdose. Test your drugs before you use, and don't use drugs alone, and always carry Narcan. So, I guess it's okay to shoot up as long as you're safe about it. And I don't think this coming from Chicago is an actual eye-opener for any of us. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Attributes of God You can trust in God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 tells us that God is immutable. He does not change. He is faithful to fulfill His promises, just as much today as when the Bible was written. You can rest assured that His word is still true. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It's Witness Wednesday where a Georgia tech happened to be with... Hey, is the, is, is the word bloke a bad word? The word bloke means guy. All right, got it. All right. Now, we've got another fellow here who's from Australia. That was Josh. You are who, young man? Heath. Heath. Yes. All right. How you doing, man? Have you been talking to anybody here yet? Uh, I've been trying to. <laughs> yeah? Maybe They're not very talkative. It could be the hat. It could be. I think it... Are you a freshman by any chance? Yes. I knew that. I'm not, I don't work at a carnival. I just knew it from the shirt. Okay. okay. Dude's from Australia. Should the hat go or should he keep it on his head? Definitely keep it on his head. You like it? Yeah. Really? I do. Do you know what it's made out of that hat right now? No, I don't. Tell him what it's made of. Oh, my one's made out of wool, but Josh is made out of kangaroo fur. It's a kangaroo fur <laughs> hat on his head. Okay, where are you from, young man? Alabama. Alabama. Could Would you answer a question for me on the sure. radio for this gentleman right here from Australia? Sure. You're from the Bible Belt, right? I guess, yeah. No, are you a Bible Belter? I wouldn't consider myself a Bible belt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means exactly. Are you a Christian? Yes. Cool. Would you tell this this fellow from Australia, it's a very godless place, Australia, tell him what you believe about Christianity. Why are you a Christian? I don't know. Do I need to have any particular reason? Or is it just more of like a belief kind of thing? You just Say if I had three minutes to live and you saw me dying there, say I'm a Buddhist, would I be going to heaven or hell? Probably take your hat oh, and run. Oh, I don't know. I, I believe in reincarnation. That's right. <laughs> what do you think would happen to this fellow if he's a, a Buddhist dying on the street? I haven't really thought about it. Okay. 
What is going to happen to you when you die? I think I'll go to heaven. How come? I guess just because I believe Jesus Christ died for everyone's sins. I believe that he... I just believe that he exists. I believe that he was the son of God and everything. Okay. So does this Buddhist dying on the street need to believe that? I think he has a right to believe whatever he chooses to believe, but if you ask me what I believe, that's what I believe. Okay. Are you satisfied with that? You're, you're good to go? You've oh. only got like a minute to live. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm going to be born again. Are we going to live another life as a, a tree or something? Ah, he's going to... Okay, he believes he's going to be uh, reincarnated. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, so he's going to be reincarnated. So is he going to go to be with you, or will he be reincarnated into a tree? I have no idea. I've, no, I've never really learned much about Buddhism at all. All right. So what, is, what does Christianity teach happens to, to a Buddhist who believes he's going to be a tree? I guess... I guess what uh, Christianity says is that they would go to hell. How come? Just because they don't, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. That seems pretty harsh. It does. Hmm. Now what do we do? All right. Okay. <laughs> let's let's. Okay. So are you suggesting that he's a sinner? No. Okay. He's I a good. He's a good all. guy. So you wouldn't say. Oh yeah. So you, as far you, as I as far as I can tell so far. So you I haven't known you very long. To be a good person <laughs> as well. Do you think you're a good person? I would consider myself a good person. Yeah. So, you, because of that, you're going to heaven. Not necessarily. I guess you can still be a good person, and I don't know. Maybe it's just that you know, just a a good, virtuous person, no matter what they believe, might be saved. I'm not sure. Hmm. Do you think he's a good, virtuous person? I'm sure he's got his good points. <laughs> for the Bible said, for, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Do you think you've um, kept the Ten Commandments? Yes. Yeah, I so, believe so. All of them. Do I'm you know? sure everyone gets. I'm sure they don't don't envy your neighbor. I'm sure everyone gets jealous every once in a while. So have you ever told a lie? Yes, and that's so, also one of the Ten Commandments. It is. <laughs> so, um, what do you call someone who tells lies? I don't know, a liar. Yeah. Have you ever stolen anything? Even no matter what the value, like downloading movies or uh, CDs. Off I'm music? sure at some point. Yeah. So what do you call someone who uh, steals things? A thief. Yeah. Have you ever used God's name in vain? I'm, I'm sure I have. That's called blasphemy. It's very serious. The God who gave you life uh, and you use His name as a cuss word. It's not not very good in God's sight. No. So um, this is a big one, which most men fall in. Um, Jesus said, "You've said." He, I'll just get my word straight. Um, he said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you commit adultery in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with sexual desire? I'm sure just about everybody has. Yeah. So by your own admission, you're a liar, a thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. I guess so. So if you face God on Judgment Day, would you be innocent or guilty? I'd be guilty. So would you go to heaven or hell on that on that basis? On the basis of that, I would go to hell. So And so you said before you believed in Jesus Christ. So yes. You won't be going to hell. Why is that? Can you explain that, boss? Well, when you put it that way, it's kind of tough to fi- it's kind of tough to know where exactly you'd be because you can feel like you've done all the right things, but then just small little things like that, you know, directly break the Ten Commandments. I guess. What happened on Easter? I mean, like. Just, I guess it was when uh, Jesus rose from the dead after being crucified. Okay, so tell me, theologically, who's Jesus? 
I, I would say the son of God. Right? So he's Incarn- God, God himself? man. No, the son, the, I guess God made incarnate as man. Okay. In, in flesh. Yeah. So, but God himself. Yes. In the flesh. Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross. Why did he do that? I guess he died so that everyone else could go to heaven after him. All the people worthy of going to heaven could go to heaven after that. All the, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the word is, it's a big fancy word, propitiation. propitiation. It was the satisfaction because God is angry when people sin and break his laws by lusting or downloading music or not honoring their parents or lying or looking at pornography. And because he's just, he must punish them. But he's also good and he's rich in mercy, so he punished his own son on your behalf. Nobody does good. Not one person except Jesus lived the perfect life that you and I couldn't live, satisfying all righteousness, dying on a cross for you, a sinner, so that if you'll respond to that good news by repenting, which means, I'm sorry, God, turn from your sins and turn from your sins. It doesn't mean you become perfect, but now you hate those things. You know, the things you used to love, it's like another awful things mm-hmm. to you. And you desire him and the things of God. You put your trust in Jesus, so you repent and trust the Savior. And God says, because of what Jesus did on the cross, it gets applied to your account. And you'll go to heaven, not because you're a good person, but because you're a bad sinner like the rest of us, who's been forgiven by a very good God and by the work of Jesus on the cross. That's the gospel. That I was watching you guys go back and forth, and I could see your brain going, hey, wait a second, I've been trying really hard here, but I've been lusting and lying and doing all these other things. Yikes, I'm in big trouble here. Yeah. Which is exactly our predicament. We're all in really big trouble. But the good news is we've got a God who saves. So the Buddhist who lies and lusts, he's in big trouble. Anybody who is breathing, who breaks one of God's laws, is in big trouble. But God is a saving God, and he's a good God, and he desires to save you. What's your first name, dude? Will. Will, he desires to save you. That's God's will, to save Will. He wants you to be in heaven so that he can point to a guy like Will and say, do you want to know how good I am? I saved that sinner, Will. And so, Will, I'd ask you to think about this today. This is so important. You're a freshman, and you're starting to enter that stage of life where you're thinking about big things now. Oh, yeah. Now, career is an important thing, but your eternity is way bigger than that. So God stands ready to save you if you'll come to him in humility. But you need to figure out if what, we're two strangers, man. You shouldn't believe us. You know, you have no reason to believe a guy with a weird kangaroo hat than somebody like me. It's a very cool kangaroo hat, but you shouldn't believe him. Do you have a Bible, Will? I do. Oh, Will, read that thing. Man, crack open the Gospel of John and see if what we're saying is true. All right? All right. Because I want you to go to heaven. So does God. All right? So don't die in your sins. Think about his claims today. And look at the cross. And if it doesn't break your heart, nothing will. Okay? All right. Well, I'm glad I bumped into you. Yeah. All right, mate. That's an Australian term. Thanks for chatting. Okay, you got something for him? Yeah, I'm going to see you. Oh, dude. Listen to that. This thing will rock your world. I don't know if you ever listened to sermons or not. It's by Ray Comfort, introduced by Kirk Cameron. Listen to that, bad boy. It's an excellent thing. And it'll maybe clear up things in your brain so that your thinking about God gets cleared up, okay? All right. Hey, Will. Thanks for the chat, mate. All right. Thanks. All right. See you. Goodbye, Will. Okay, look, it. I'm using your lingo now with the mate. 
Yeah, it should stop it. It probably doesn't work. All right, that was Heath talking to Will. Pray for Will because, well, he's an Episcopalian who's been confused about things in the past, and that isn't a shocker, frankly, because in the Episcopal Church, there are some good ones out there, but these days, they've all left. But what we just heard, again, somebody who goes to church doesn't understand the gospel. And by Heath opening up the law, dude, you got to love that when he was like, hey, wait a second. I thought I was doing pretty good here. Now you're making it sound like I'm not doing good at all. It's a hard one for people. (laughs) It is. But wasn't it kind of nice to see him go, hey, wait a second. My thinking has been off. And he didn't think you were a jerk. No. Could have been the hat. But he didn't (laughs) think you were a jerk. He was actually like, you know what you're saying makes sense by Mm. using the law. Yeah, I think it's because I'm not calling him a sinner, not ramming it down his throat. I'm just asking him questions. And it really helps. You know, and, the, and the truth is, it's not wrong to call somebody a sinner, mm. but it's also not wise. And I don't mm. think it's fair when they don't understand the standard, they don't understand the law, mm. to walk up to a stranger and say, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, you need Jesus. Well, that's all true, mm. but it isn't very helpful for the individual. And you come across as a jerk, so use the law to open it up so that they can see themselves the way God sees them. Do it the way that Jesus did with the rich young ruler, the way that Paul did it in Romans 2, in a Socratic sort of way, asking questions. Then they can judge themselves, which is exactly where we want it so that you don't have to do the judging. We are at Georgia Tech with the Aussies. It's Witness Wednesday of Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you things like Wretched Radio airs on over 820 Christian radio stations, or Wretched TV appears on 125 Christian TV stations. I could tell you that the Wretched Radio podcast has had nearly 5 million downloads in the last year, or the Wretched YouTube channel has had nearly 125 million all-time views. But I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for your continued support that has helped us reach millions of people all all over the world with the gospel. Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, and our newest production, Transformed, are all possible because of the support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner, would you please prayerfully consider becoming one? We rely on your kindness and your generosity and your ongoing prayers. Visit wretched.org donate to get all of the details. That's wretched.org donate, or you can text the word wretched to the number 44321. 
200. That's right, 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches it became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. of God. One name the Bible gives to God is the Greek word despotes, which means absolute ruler. Despotes is related to the English word despot. As absolute ruler, God has ownership rights over all mankind. Yet our master and Lord Jesus Christ became a man, suffered and died on the cross for his people. The absolute ruler is also our example of ultimate humility. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Okay, I'm, I'm at risk of wrecking something here. It's Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. I'm at Georgia Tech with three Aussie mates. Joel is with them. He's a young man from Australia, Brisbane, if I'm not mistaken. And he's engaged in a conversation with a guy here at Georgia Tech. I'm, I'll, I'll wait until he's finished because I don't want to step into the middle of it. It's going really sweet. There's no yelling going on. There's no shouting. Sometimes when you visit college campuses and you talk to kids about evangelists, they go, oh, Oh, those people with with the yelling and the fire and brimstone, we hate those. We're not doing any of that. Instead, engaging in a conversation. Oh, wait a second. I want to, can I keep, I want to, where did that guy go? Where, He's got I don't care. I'll catch up with, wait a second. Okay, hold on a second. You're going to have to listen to me. What's his name? Riley. Hey, Riley. Riley. Hold on, dude. I want to talk with you while you're walking to class. I won't hold you up anymore, but I just want to—I want to interview you on the radio after you talk to that guy. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. What were you? What were you guys talking about? Uh well, uh, he handed me this uh, little one million dollar. Keep, keep. I'll walk with you. Yeah. He gave me the money and uh, started talking to me about uh, the Christian Baptist. Sorry, we're walking by some construction yeah. equipment here, apparently. Yeah. So I talked to him about his faith. He talked to me about my faith. And uh, what's your faith? My faith. That's a good question. I cannot sum that up in several words, though. It's. I'm a really, I'm terrifyingly bad Christian, uh, almost as bad atheist, and probably almost as bad Buddhist. Uh, <laughs> well, you're an honest one for being terribly bad. Oh, uh, honesty is so much fun, though. Okay, he um, tried to convert you to Christianity, didn't he? Uh, I wouldn't say that. He didn't. So he was, a, he was a nice guy, huh? He was a, he was a nice guy. He tried to just show me, hey, this is what I got. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, it was working for him the way it was going right there, but I wasn't really convinced. Uh, and I told him, well, this is what I got. It's pretty bad, to be honest, but... Uh, what was he trying to convince you of, Riley? What was he going for? What was he going for? Yeah. Um, well, he was going for the uh, fact that uh, life is limited and uh, there's a good need to focus on eternity and um, the uh, Bible's message that uh, supplies a uh, way to set up your eternity quite well. And it's kind of summing up the part of it that I was focused on the most. I, myself, focus a little bit more on this life as I feel the uh, question of eternity is kind of 
we don't really know if it's there or not. So best to focus on this one right now. So you mentioned that you're kind of an atheist to boot, right? Uh-huh. So do you think that there's any sort of God out there, Riley? Um, that really depends on how you use the word God. God's a three-letter word that um, I think everyone uses a different meaning for. Uh-huh. Uh, well, at least practically. God. Uh, yeah, God. Okay, did he try to convince you you're a sinner? Uh, he, uh, he did mention sin. He did mention that he knew uh, his own life was full of sin, and he didn't really... Uh, do you think you're a sinner? It didn't really take much convincing. I mean, using the definition of sin that I'm pretty sure he was using, yeah, you could call me a sinner. Uh, but I think that's more of a just... Do you think? Okay, I'm going to use a word for you. You ready? Okay. W word. word. W wretched. word. Wretched. Do you think you're wretched? Wretched. Oh. Oh, you are talking to some of the uh, deepest and most fun little uh, names I like to call myself right there, although I usually really? use the word worm. Um, but no, no, I mean, like in a, like in a, like a genuine, you know, these days, bad means good, sick is good. Uh-huh. Everything is the opposite. Do you mean like wretched, like you're a really wretched, vile, sinful fellow? It depends on in whose eyes. God's. In God's eyes. We get to the issue of... Uh, of just uh, go with it. Just go with it? Yes. Just go with your God. definition of God. I don't know your definition of God. You might be thinking of God as a guy in the sky with a white, long beard. Or you might be thinking of God as some sort of you know, practically extra-dimensional being that we can barely comprehend. Okay, I'm going to give you one question. Okay. Right? Do you... Do Ever I? look at women mm-hmm. with, um, let's call it X-rated thoughts? I think that goes along with having a Y chromosome. Okay. Um, but uh, and yes, I'm not particularly happy with those thoughts, but they're fairly easy to control. Um, but you do that. Of course, I also lie. Sometimes I even steal. Sometimes I lie to myself. Well, that's the worst ones because then you find out you have to beat yourself up over that because no one else is going to punish you. All right, I want you to think for me. All right, I'm going to I'm going I'm I'm to give you a tough one. All right, let's say right. okay. See this this little tiny ant right here. See this him? Little tiny ant. You can barely see him, but he's well. There's something down there moving yeah. around. All right, now look at that. I killed him. You did. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to you? Well, nothing, Riley. Well, you're going to have to deal with the fact that I just saw you kill the ant. You just saw you yeah, kill you the have, ant. You're not going to arrest me. I'm not going to arrest you, no. Peter maybe will give me a tongue lashing. But other than that, nothing's going to happen to me. Uh, I'd say the, the guilt that you could be living with for that would be it's enough. Not troubling to, me a bit. All right, not now, troubling you a bit. Well, I'm going to go into, I'm gonna go into downtown Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I'm going to find some homeless guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to squash him. I'm mm-hmm. going to off him, mm-hmm. as the kids say. I'm going right. to kill the guy. Right. What's going to happen to me? You are going to encounter some brain damage because you just killed a man and uh, you're also going to uh, legally what's going to happen legally we're not talking about law here we're talking about of course we're talking about law what's going to happen to me for killing the bum on the street come on go okay all right no officer would probably arrest you because you probably wouldn't get caught okay because no one would probably investigate it let's say 10 years 15 years years. 15 years all right i fly to washington Uh and i assassinate the president of the united states Mm -hmm. what's going to happen to me well, the law has a habit of catching you faster for that one. It sure does. And, and also punishing you harder for that one. Okay, now here comes the big question. The big question, all right. All right. I killed an ant, uh-huh. nothing happens to me. Uh-huh. Kill a bum, uh-huh. 10 years, kill uh-huh. the president, life in jail. Uh-huh. Same crime, Riley, different punishment. What changed in the scenario? The way the law looks at it. What is? How does the law look at it? Well, the law's um, going to have more ties to the uh, president than it does to the bum, than it does to the ant. Would you agree with this? That the president is esteemed higher than an ant and a homeless man. In the eyes of the law of humans, yes. Yeah. That is what I think there is the reason that you don't think you're really a wretched worm. Because you're able to go, yeah, I lie, I lust, no big deal, I, you know, whatever, no, but everybody else does. But what you don't understand is that your crimes are against the God who made you. 
So while you think they're no big deal, don't the God of the question whether or not I think bad that those crimes are a big deal, sir. Do you think they're a big deal? Do I think they're a big deal? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I can barely get work done because I realize that I am not as perfect as I could be. Sometimes I. Why sit, does that trouble you? Right? Why is that troubling really? me? Because I have nothing else to do with my life besides become perfect. And unfortunately, that's, dude, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Can I shake your hand? Um, yeah. But I have—I literally have two minutes before I have to get to a seminar. Okay. Thank you. So, what is your name? I'll do, I'm going to do this in 60 seconds. Tell me, what is the gospel, Riley? What's what the, the gospel? gospel? The gospel says that I can attain a uh, clearance for my sins by if I happen to believe in the uh, word of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, I don't see much of a reason to do that, sir. It's been a pleasure talking. You've got every reason to do that. All righty. Oops, sorry. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Wow. Who led classes out here? They're all heading in the same way. I'm suddenly like a salmon swimming upstream. Actually, isn't that shocking? Did you hear what Riley said at the very end? Well, he was saying that he's he feels this lack of perfection, that he feels like he's guilty, and Jesus can forgive all of his sins, but I just see no reason to believe that. Oh, what does this fellow need? He needs the Holy Spirit. He needs to be regenerated. <laughs> hey, young man, how come you don't have shoes on? I have no idea. Don't they require you wearing shoes? Uh, they do in some places, but on occasion... Uh, Aren't you going to one by. of those places? Uh, I'm going to class. I don't care about you shoes. You got flip-flops there. in your back. No. Uh, You're going to class barefoot? They have... Uh, what's it called? They have shoes in the or holes. Holes are in the bottom of my shoes, and besides that, I regularly lose them. They're just hidden around my house somewhere. What are you studying here at Georgia Tech? Uh, physics and math. Dude, let me let me ask you a a, a big question. Uh-huh. I, I just met you, so we're complete strangers. This is maybe going to come out of the blue. Alrighty, you're a physics guy, is that right? Yeah, yeah. What do you? What's the? What's the? What's the big thing in in? What's? Why are we here? What? Do, how did we get here? What are we doing here? What's the point? I think that's more of a philosophical question than a physics question. Oh, I, really I, I agree, but I wonder if it's. I wonder if your physics have informed your philosoph your philosophy in any way. I try to keep them separate because uh, I don't feel it's scientific to uh, make inferences out of uh, physics, um, especially when a lot of things in physics it's not really known whether or not a given like theory is just an effective theory where the math describes what's going on properly, but it might might not be what's really going on. So it makes good posi- good predictions, but you can't maybe extrapolate it into other things. So what do you think the point is? What's the what's why, why are you here? What's going on? Where'd you come from? Where are you going? Uh, the point. Uh, that life is fun, and so we should maximize our fun. You're a hedonist. Yeah, pretty much. Or are you an Epicurean? Do you know the difference? I don't know what an Epicurean is. And a hedonist is eat, drink, and be merry. Party on. Who cares about the hangover? A hedonist. That's that would describe me pretty well. We'll just we'll, we'll let we'll let it happen. An Epicurean I'll describe a lot of college students pretty well. Well, an Epicurean doesn't care for the hangovers and the diseases, so mm-hmm. he partakes of all those things, but in somewhat more moderation or a finer level, so that the hangover oh. isn't as powerful the next day. No, moderation is not not a good thing. You should uh, definitely. Uh, throw ideas of standards and taste out the window because I think oh, the only the only thing that uh, standards and tastes do to you is restrict that which you can enjoy. Uh-huh. So, um, so you don't like rules so, is what I'm hearing. Well, no, not that. Um, like, you like I'm rules? talking about like personal standards. Um, like in terms of uh, what you have to do to exist in societies abide by, but a bunch of rules or whatever. But in terms of like personal tastes and standards and such, I think. They only really serve to restrict what you can enjoy. So if you like, say, "Oh, I don't like this kind of music," 
well, that's just throwing that entire, say, kind of music out the window and uh, restricting you from enjoying it. Now, I'm not saying, like, you can, uh, say, force yourself to um, enjoy something. Like, that might be more difficult, but it's an ideal to live up to, I suppose. All right. So that's it. That's the whole, that's your big shebang. That's life. Yes, pretty much. All right. Uh, Don't step on any glass while you walk, okay? I try. All right. Guard your feet. Nice to meet you. Carry on. Goodbye. (sighs) What a sad thing. We are at Georgia Tech, and until tomorrow, go serve your king.